Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. Very excited about today's show. Today's guest is one of our favorite women, probably the busiest one, with the exception of my wife. This woman (laughs) has six jobs and is always on the go. You may know her from The Bachelor Season 24. Today, we have Tammy Lee here to talk about our modern-day work culture and the effect it has on our relationships. But, of course, we first got to get into hot takes, so I'm going to throw it on over to Mike to get us started. Yes. First and foremost, Tammy, you're looking great in your work outfit right now. I'm loving it. The blue is popping. (laughs) Yeah. I'm loving the blue right now. But to the hot takes, I'm ready to get right into it, right? So I feel that there's nothing wrong with on a first date when you find out what someone does. If you find out on the first date or second date what they do for a living to back back off of that relationship. And what I mean by that is an example that I had a few years ago. I went on a first day with a woman who was in the military and me being prior military myself, I know that as a military member, we travel quite often and we have to change bases every two to three years. And for what I was trying to do, I was trying to plant roots in San Antonio, Texas. That wasn't for me. What about y'all? So wait, I need, I need some context here. Did That's you, the context. but th- when she talked to you about moving and stuff, did she say, yeah, I might be out in a year yeah, we, she's we like, spoke about it. Well, as soon as she said military, because I have, you know, obviously the background as well. I was like, oh, so, you know, are, are, what is your deployment tempo? Things of that nature. And she was in her deployment tempo band. I'm not trying to start a relationship with you two months later. You get deployed for, you know, for 12 months. Now, so did you for me? That you, wasn't I couldn't do it. Now, if we had been dating for a moment, right. Like she was your woman, like she yeah, was the one my girl. Yeah, I'm a shit. He my girl I'm moving around the world for you, baby. What's up? Absolutely. But See, I agree with day. you there, man. I mean, you did you express that to her on the date or did she confront you after like, hey, what's up? Why have you cooled off? You know, and then you let her know what the deal was or how no, did you how did you break that off? I mean, it was one date. Were the vibes strong on the first date? Nah. Then nah. it wasn't worth it. I yeah. think yeah. call it a nice so It's like two strikes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I ain't gonna say two strikes. Like the vibe could be. So I'm for real. I'm not like a, a first date kisser and the reason i'm not a first date kisser because i'm turned if i get turned on i'm like you know i'm I'm, I'm gonna (laughs) think you might get in too deep yeah and so therefore i try to make sure that i like you for you completely before i you know i I try to lay it touch them lips with my lips you know we make beautiful music tammy are you a first date kisser i am a first date kisser so am i I, I think if, 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 if the connection's not there right off the bat, I don't want to be wasting my time going on the second or third date, you know? I know, but kisses are just, I think, it's like a handshake, you know, with a business. Partner, <laughs> what? You know? what? Tammy needs to see what that mouth <laughs> do. She I needs to see what that Tammy mouth so do right away. Oriented. She's so business or She related a kiss to a business handshake. <laughs> Who the hell? <laughs> I'm not saying it's related. I meant like, that's like the vibe you get. Like if, if you're not going to connect on that point, like I do understand the importance of a connection right off the bat, but like that's a physical connection that was carry on your entire relationship. And if, if it doesn't click then, how are you going to teach or not? You know, you shouldn't have to teach your significant other how to kiss you, you know? Oh, I agree vi- with you there. Hold if it vibes, it vibes. And if it that's doesn't. That's a whole different conversation. I agree with you completely right there. Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But I I mean, I have kissed on the first day. Like, I'm not opposed to it it's just so what so happened exceptions that to the rule i mean yeah you know i'm not married to my to my no first date kiss of course but you but try your best time, you try yeah, your best try not best. to do it yeah That's what about funny. what about y'all and how and how that hot take is could you date someone that you know is always gone and they tell you this up front like it's not something that you know you start to like them you've been dating for six months that's different you know what i actually have a story one of my one of the guys that I've dated in my younger years, um, I'm, I, I am young, but um, he told me after our second date, actually after the first date that he was leaving the next day to um, Texas for deployment or like mm-hmm. for training. Yeah. Yeah. And I had just met this guy. Like I didn't know, but like, I think we just decided that if it wasn't going to be, then it's not. And we'll just give it a shot and we'll, do this whole long distance thing, even though it was purely new. But what's the difference between that and getting to know someone online, like we all do now? You know, uh, don't don't put me in that category. I don't have no apps. <laughs> I don't have no date apps. No, I meant like like on Instagram. Like if you meet someone, I mean, essentially all of Bachelor Nation, we all meet each other online at first. You know. Yeah, you um, like oh wait, whoa, 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 Brian, hold up, hold up, hold up. Timmy just did said I, something. Did right I not there. meet you first? Timmy just Mike? said something right there. Nah, hold up. We're talking about dating. You and I ain't dating. No, no, no just... I know that. I know that. <laughs> But I meant like, that's like, what's the harm of seeing if it's going to work? And then you can make the decision if you're going to revolve your world around this person and where they move to, you know? Come on, let's just I mean, but look, like, look at this connection, though. I mean, after one date, you were willing to get into a long distance relationship guy with this guy and he was leaving the next day. I mean, that's the vibe. Right. That's, good. It was a that's very good different kiss. to what Mike was describing because he doesn't seem like he was feeling his girl. Oh, so yeah. Was- <laughs> Even if she wasn't leaving the next day, I don't think you should have gone on a second date if the vibes weren't strong. So what you were saying, Tammy, it's different because let's say, you know, like you and I liked each other in that regard. Right. I'm going to just call you and be like, yo, I'm flying in New York or what's Mm -hmm. up? Meet me in Texas or what's up? Let's go to Florida or something. In comparison to if you were deployed, you getting bombed, bombed at. Oh, okay. I did not get the context of this. Yeah. I did not get the memo. Yeah, <laughs> so this I said is like deployed. overseas. Yeah. Like she action. overseas getting deployed. I, okay. Then I'm just sorry. Call her if, you're right. So I think that it's okay. She shouldn't get offended that you want to cut things off and pick it up when you she comes back. You know. Yeah. yeah it's like, girl, what... hit me, hit me when you get back. Yeah. In yeah. the meantime, I'm gonna live my life. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Brian, Brian, what's your hot take, bro? All right. So here at Talking It Out, we all discuss, you know, relationships, love, sex. You know, that's that's what it's all about on this episode, on this. Uh, <laughs> podcast. And today I want to talk about privacy and boundaries in a relationship. And it re- it's related to a tweet that Bow Wow had where he just, he just pretty much put out there, fellas, does your girl have the password to your phone? He just asked the question, does your girl have the password Ooh, to your one. phone? I'm ready. A good one, yeah. I'll preface this by saying that I gave Rachel my password just before this podcast because I knew she would be listening. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, actually, we don't have each other's passwords, but it's not an issue for us. Like, we're solid. We trust each other. 
you know, we don't give each other any reason to think otherwise, right? Yeah. So my take on the subject is, if you're in a committed relationship and you have nothing to hide and the conversation comes up, fellas, I'm sorry, give up the password. And for the ladies, same thing goes for you. I mean, 50-50, it's fair. You got to give up your password as well and then go from there. What do you guys think? I think if there's complete trust, then there should be no reason. Like I'm an all in kind of person. Like I have nothing to hide. Everything's on the table. And I would have no problem with giving the guy that I'm dating my password to my phone if we're at that point, you know, but if it's an early on like honeymoon phase, I don't know if that's that trust has been able to be gained yet to do that. Not that I'm hiding something, but it's just unnecessary for you to know every little aspect of my life if we're not in that position in our relationship. I agree with both of you guys fully. I would just add that what I'm not going to do is give you my location. Why? Because I feel, for (laughs) for one, I've been an Android user my whole life. This little stupid (laughs) iPhone stuff has been very recent, right? So for one, I never had to worry about this. But now I got an iPhone and I dated one woman since I had an iPhone and the conversation came up. And I'm like, am I in third grade? What's, What's good? Like the... The password, I have no issue with whatsoever. You can look at all my stuff. You can check all the DMs. Look through it. I don't care. The location, to me, makes me feel inferior. It makes me feel like I'm not doing anything. Like, And I don't. I would never assume that my mama would look to see where exactly where I'm at. But to me, I'm the same way my mama. My mama don't know where I be at. Well, it's, what if it's like a safety thing, you know? If it's a safety thing, then I can drop a pin. Well, like for me, like, so I'm a real estate agent and like sometimes I show houses in the middle of the night to people that I don't know. And like the people who are on my team and like my family knows my location just in case something happens. Yeah, like for emergency purposes. Right. I think it's different because I hate saying like the whole gender thing, but I definitely probably cannot hold my own if I got attacked over if you got attacked, you know. There's validity to that. And I understand the fact that you even hate to distinguish between the two. Right. But I can also be attacked as well, for the record. Yeah, but I understand True. completely. Now, if All my six, wife, five if, of you, if my if my lady, <laughs> hey, bow out, I beat his little ass. But anyway, <laughs> you definitely would. My bad, bow. But uh, Shad. But if it like came down to it, and like I would give it. What I'll, all I'm going to say is, if I ask of it, I'm going to give of it. If I'm like Tammy, like babe, like I need your location because I'm scared for you at nighttime then I'm going to give it as well. Right. Like but, I, I would just, I guess, tell her where I'm going at the same time. But like, but I mean, see, speak. But again, Brian, you're a guy. I, I see where Tammy's coming from. I, I've known of women that are real estate agents that have been like stabbed before. bro. Yeah. 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 No, no. Straight okay. up. And so I get that from Tammy's perspective. But if, if you work in a call center from nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's just how I, I feel about it. Yeah, I think it's all per relationship then, whether or not they want to share their location. And I can um, agree with that. I can agree with that. Because I yeah. agree with you too, at, to some aspect. Like, I don't want to be watched. Like, you don't have to know where I'm going. Like, I'm. can I go get a coffee without being like, oh, why yeah. are you leaving the office at XYZ time? Yeah, like, oh my God, that will, that's just like, uh, I want to throw it like, from the relationship. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's like, oh, what are you doing? I mean, you know? Mike, I agree with you. I mean, if Rachel asked for my phone, here you go. Have at it. Here's my password. Go through yeah. it. Let me know what you find. Like, it's not. It's not even an issue. But at the end of the day, I think the the decision as well to share your password, um, which again is totally up to each individual couple. But if you do it, I think it's important also to understand the why behind it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, if there are trust issues there, 
then that's maybe something you need to get into. You know, that's what that conversation could lead to. Like, let's talk about why you feel the need to like, that's beautiful. are you having trust issues? What's going on? That's beautiful because you can't, that to me is the equivalent of having, when people that are married in relationships, they have another child to try to rekindle their love. The same thing with, if you're having trust issues, giving someone your password after you already have these trust issues and after the love has been lost in some way, that's not going to help. You got to fix those, the root of those issues. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Tammy, let's get into your hot take. Yeah, on here. let's do okay. it, Tammy. So my hot take might be a little controversial, but let's do it. I, love I agree. I think that women is, it should be more okay and more accepting for women to be the breadwinner in the relationship without the man feeling less dominant. Shit, baby, bring home the bacon for all I care. <laughs> listen, Sorry. listen. I, had a bad I, I, ain't even, I ain't even gonna trip. My girl, my girl's been making more money than me, and I'm totally fine with it. All right, it's all good. Like, you, well, you guys are very the cream of the crop of the men, then, because like all the guys that I've dated, like they say they're okay with it, and they know that I, um, quote unquote, make a significant more money than them. But like to a point, it kind of hurts their ego because they're like, well, I should be the man of relationship. Like I should be the dominant one that makes more money. I should be the one paying. And it's not about who pays what. I think it's just like my my career has nothing to do with our relationship. And I don't think that should be an issue for dominance. Like it should not be a a fight for dominance depending on my career. I I feel for one, that guy, if he's saying that, what you should say back is- a guy's multiple plural, <laughs> plural. You should, if they saying that to you, then Tammy, you should just be like, "What well, didn't do it? Make more than me, little bitch!" Right? Like yeah, that, that's if, the meme if, right yeah, there. If that's bro. the case. Like if that's, that's how they the act, that's your TikTok idea. Like, what well, didn't do? It. If I'm making this much more than you, and you say you want to make more, than, then baby, do it. Go ahead. Yeah. You know. But if I was to date a woman, I, I've dated women that make more money than me, and I've paid for dinner X Y Z. No big deal. But if you have, like, for you example, in the real estate. You have a little a level of intelligence and knowledge that I do not have. I'm not going to be having little dick syndrome. What I'm going to have is mm-hmm. open mind syndrome. How can I learn? Yeah, that's what they should be doing. Yeah, I think that was that's so. More like of a Tammy, let me let me ask you: Did you confront these men and ask them like, why is it that you feel this way? Like, is, was there some type of insecurity, like the way they grew up? Like, because I mean, in Latin culture. It, you described it exactly how it is. Like there's a lot of machismo and, you know, we need to be the breadwinner. The women need to be at home. Like there's a lot of that in the Latin yeah. culture. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, did you talk to them at all and, and see what, what the root of that cause was? I feel like same with the Asian culture. Like the man, the man of the household doesn't do any of the chores. Like he makes the money and the women do like all the housework, which is the polar opposite of my life. But yeah. I guess to a point what Brian was saying is that um, I didn't even give that guy a chance to answer that question because I'm like, Bye. <laughs> Bye. You got to bring that that security from from jump. I think that it shows, and for the fellas listening, so much more strength. If your lady is making more money than you, you still on your own hustle. Mm -hmm. You still are doing your grind. You're still trying to improve as a man. And then if your lady comes home later than you at nighttime, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you got something for her to eat. To me, in my relationship, it's a two-way street, right? If you make it more, first off, I get to brag more for all I care. That's how I look at it. Absolutely. <laughs> but I digress. But Tammy, I mean, no. we're we getting right into the topic today. Today's today's topic that we want to discuss, and we got the perfect woman to discuss it with, is the modern day work culture and the effect it has on our relationships. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. My kind of topic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Tammy, 
you have six jobs. First of all, what are those jobs? <laughs> and can you tell us what it's like to juggle six jobs? Um, I feel like it sounds crazier than it actually is. Um, I've been so used to it for a long time now, but I am a real estate agent. I'm also a real estate investor. I flip houses. Nice. Um, I'm a bartender. I have my own insurance brokerage. I have my own marketing company. And then I act and model on the side as well. Ooh-wee. See, that's sexy to me. That's a handful that. right there. That's, <laughs> that's, I get the exact opposite of what these guys say, talking about you work too hard or whatever the case may be. And I think that, first off, that's just sexy. Can we just say that? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How the hell did you get into the real estate game? Tell us about that. So growing up, I am a person that's a huge planner. And I knew right from a young age that this is what I wanted to dip my feet into was real estate. Um, I saw the value in it. Um, before, beyond my years. So my parents flipped properties when I was younger um, and I was surrounded by that. But moving out at 17, I wanted to make sure that I had my own stability. I did so much research of like, what is going to be the longevity of wealth? And that's going to be property. Um, and then look at 2020, where literally the market is insane right now. And anybody who bought a house and sold a house in 2020 has sold it for probably 30% more than they ever could have in a normal market, you know? And that's like a re that's a return that you can't even get on most stocks. So, yeah, I, I know a lot a, a lot of guys uh, guys as in both genders or all genders uh, that say that are the ones that are in New York say they're staying in New York and they they're they're happy that people are leaving because real estate everything's so cheap now and so well, they're just trying to buy up all they're trying yeah. to buy all of New York is that is that your thinking and logic? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like people who are in real estate look at businesses two steps ahead mm -hmm. um, because it's not going to be an auto or an immediate gratification kind of investment. You know, it's a long-term um, investment that is very well paid off if you are willing to wait and have the patience. I love right. that you got that education early on. I think that's so important. Like with my kids, I want to give them real estate books and investment books early on and like, you know, maybe a gift, like put some money in some stocks for them or something like that's going to set them up in the best possible way for wealth down the line. Hey, you gonna yeah. do that, Kanye? You gonna do what? Uh, this is a terrible example, but you gonna do what Kanye did for Kim and got her some stock? Hell yeah! Well, that's that's <laughs> that's a present right there. That's a real present. That is a present. None of this, none of this Birkin bag stuff. Like, give, <laughs> give that. I'm with you. Like, I could care less about the materialistic things. If you want to impress me, like, let's go in on a property together. Hell you yeah! Know? <laughs> you want to turn me on? Let's go in on a property. Let's do it. Y'all listening though? Y'all listening? She said, "Let's <laughs> go half on a property." We ain't going half on a baby. Let's go half on a property. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> talk about that, going half on a baby or half on a property. Do you feel at times you got to pick between dating and a career? And if you do have to pick, are you happy? I feel like, yes, I do have to pick. And it's difficult to come to that conclusion because you want the best of both worlds, you know. But I think that's why I've been single as heck is because I put my all, my time, my energy, my 
love into my career and my work. Um, and then that's why dating is on the back burner, you know? But. I get that. So, you know, I've when I was a financial advisor, I would work from like legit 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. And probably the reason why I went on the show because I didn't see the summer for two years. I didn't see the sunlight, right? And it my, when I started off, my whole mindset was, Nobody cares, work harder. Then towards the end of it, and still to this day, and it's proven me right for myself, it's no longer uh, nobody cares, work harder. Now it's nobody cares, work smarter, right? And you mentioned one of the things that you do is a real estate investor and flipping houses. Do you see a point in time in your life, in your career to where you could be making what I call paper bag money to where every month you get a check in the mail, and so therefore your time is not tied to work? residual. Yes. Um, actually, I am working on that um, as of 2020. I quit my job at Allstate, which was my desk job from nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, and I started to just realize that my time is so much worth more than yeah. the money. Yeah. But like, I do have the paperback income to back me up on times where I'm not physically working. You know, I am always working because I'm going to contribute my time wherever I can in my careers. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel so like today I just took a walk, a long walk to go get coffee. And I haven't been able to do that since I was probably 15 years old. And it just felt really good. And I think to a point there was a anxiety aspect of it. Like I, if I'm not sitting at a desk from nine to five, am I making money? You know, am I, know I not that. making money? Yeah, and it's yeah, such a, a terrible that. feeling. But yeah. I think now I'm learning that time is worth more than the money. Um, and that's why I believe on the show, in the show too. And I prepared myself this year more than I did the first time is that I'm, I'm more comfortable with leaving and going on vacation if I wanted to and having my residual incomes take care of my life. Yeah. That's having the anxiety of yep. it. Yep. Now, Tammy, I mean, with everything that you have going on and speaking of dating, do you do the apps? Because for me, like I remember a time before the show, I was like both of you workaholic, even six days a week. I mean, Sunday was like my only yeah. day of rest. So in my mind, it's like, okay, let me just do the math. I probably will go out either Friday or Saturday because one of the days I want to rest, you know, and decompress from the work week. So I go out, you go to a bar, a club, a, you know, lounge, whatever it is, wherever you go to uh, meet people the, of the opposite sex. And hey, or same sex, baby. Or same sex. Or same sex. Yes, Absolutely. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the correction. Thank you for the correction. Um, but what like what are the odds? You maybe meet one, two, three people. You get a couple numbers here and there. Then you got to follow up, break the ice, wait a couple. Like with the apps, I feel like everything's right there. You have like your choice. Oh, it's very quick. You can break the ice and then you can just go straight into that first date, knowing a lot about the person. I don't know. I like the apps when I was in workaholic mode. What about you? I... I dabbled in the apps a little bit. I think more for ego than anything, selfishly. But a lot um, of honesty. Yeah, a lot of honesty. But I, I don't really date. I mean, again, work takes up my entire life, which is why I believed in the show first go around. Is because like if I was truly going to date and be invested in someone, I need to set aside my one and true love, which is my careers. Well, you said no. first go around. Let's, let's let's pause that right quick. What do you mean the first go around? Do, do we With, anticipate seeing you on our screens oh, again what? soon? Is this is breaking news. I don't know. No, I don't know yet. <laughs> Did she look um, down at the watch? She said, "I got time today." <laughs> she get that money back, yo. There's no time to she talk about this though. Watch. She was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna talk <laughs> about this right now." Yeah, if I were to ever do it again, um, that's why I believe in the show. You know, 
so t- there was no distractions. I get, oh, no distractions. I definitely agree with you there. Was there ever a point to where, for those that don't know, you were on Peter Weber's season, uh, Bachelor 24. Was there a point to where you talked to Peter about like, hey, I live in New York, you live in Cali. How would we make this work? Because for me, that was something I considered asking Hannah Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we did have that conversation a little bit. But for me, it's not a problem. Like I will fly to, I, the other week, I flew to LA just to have dinner and I flew back home. See, you know? that's a boss life. That's, that's, that's some, that's a boss life This is why I could right date there. a girl that got money. Because you know why? Because I worked so freaking hard every single day, hustling, like blood, sweat, and tears where I am going to be able to enjoy myself. I am able to should. give back to my church because I don't need to be at work all the time, you know? And I can give that time to my church. I could give that time and money to my family. I can go keep the relationships and my friendships going because I can go across the country and have dinner with them and fly back. Time out, though. I need, I need more context on this. So, like, what time it. did you leave? <laughs> what time did you come back? Like, I need to know how much time, or did you just literally go have dinner, take the red eye back? Oh, like, yeah. what was what like, was going on there? I think my biggest trip probably was Mexico. For Christmas Eve one year, I flew down to Mexico, had dinner. Like, I flew in that night, had dinner, and the next morning I flew out. Wow. I swear I find that so attractive. That's like, if my girl, if I was dating a woman who told me that, you know how much, how much energy she's giving you just for dinner? Like, for someone else, it's always about- Like she likes you, Mike. Yeah, like she likes you, bro. Like she <laughs> yeah. definitely likes your ass if she flew down just for dinner, right? Yeah. I remember when I was in church one time, if you got a, a, a million dollars, and if you give the church $10,000, that's nothing in comparison to the person that has $1,000 and they give the church $900, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I think of that example when I think of Tammy. If I'm dating a woman that's that busy and she flies down for dinner, we definitely get to kiss and more. I'm saying like, <laughs> you're breaking like, that rule, baby. I'm breaking that rule heavy. <laughs> like, so like, wait. I, I always tell my friends who are from my small town, I go, if they move away, I go, honestly, I'll probably more likely see you in another city when I fly there than I am in our hometown. Yeah. Because when I'm here, I'm work mode. But when I travel, I, I give my all to my friendships and my relationships. I love that. Is there a, a end goal for you from a, a monetary aspect wise? And, and or do you want to have a family? Like, uh, you know, oh, yeah. children and a partner? Um, my goal right now is to retire by the time I'm 35. I want to make uh, it on Forbes same. 30 under 30. Um, so I, time's ticking on that how much, one. How much time do you have left? Okay, 25. Five years. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, five pretty close, so I hope. But, and then I want to start a family. You know, like I always think about what my family would look like and like, am I going to be this workaholic mom? Like we see in the movies, the workaholic dad is resented by his children because he's never home. And like, that's my biggest fear because I want to be present for those important development years of my children's lives, especially because I come from a very broken family. You know, I understand that the time with your children is so important in their Mm -hmm. development and how they build relationships later on in their life. I'm glad you said that, Timmy, because I feel that so many people have misconceptions about people as a men and women when it comes to a hardworking woman, mm-hmm. right? They may say, oh, she's working hard. I never want to date her, but you don't understand. You got to ask the questions, right? You might be working hard so that by the time you're 35, you have enough paper bag money to where you don't have to go back into work. I'm 33 yeah. years old it's kind of, and my goal also is to retire at 35, which I'm going to be able to do. It's kind of like a sacrifice, right? I mean, yeah. you know, we interviewed Aaron Brockovich. I mean, she was gone for a lot of the big time moments in her kids' lives, but she went on to become, you know, this icon and make all this money. And now it's like, she's able to, you know, bring her kids up with everything she did during their younger years. So I, Tammy, I get the sacrifice. Ann Brockovich had an extremely nice background. 
like uber decked out nice background <laughs> she was in like the west wing of her house it was beautiful oh so that hard work pays off so wait yeah. tammy let me ask you something do you think i mean it seems like you're too busy to date you say you're too busy to date but do you think sometimes that's an excuse that people use like oh i'm too busy oh to yeah date. absolutely yeah absolutely and i think it's like almost a defense mechanism because i'm like it's easier to make this as an excuse because it's a legitimate excuse um, that way I don't have to get invested in someone, give my time because time is so valuable mm -hmm. um, and then get heartbroken at the end for what, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, we, what, we, what do you guys think about that? Because I, I think it's bullshit. I think it's I bullshit know. if it that you're, quote unquote, too busy to date. I mean, if it's, you know, multiple people and like I get you can't maybe juggle if you're dating around. But if it's one person and you're really into them, like you're going to make time for them. I feel like you're gonna Absolutely. you're gonna find time in your schedule. Like nobody's too busy. So like I wanna ask, like, do you think if you found the one, like do you think you could carve out some time in your schedule for that person because you're oh, so absolutely. invested in them? Absolutely. Yeah. And like that's what a uh, goal of mine in my personal relationship life where I wanna get to a point where I that person is so important to me where I am going to take out of my day and put in my schedule to go have dinner with them in Florida, wherever they are, maybe. And then come back. Are you dating you know, someone I'm, right now in Florida or no, just in general? I'm just like hypothetically saying. Are you dating someone in general? I am not dating anybody in general. I'm dating myself. There you go. Hey, I love um, love, baby. So, yeah. I mean, note to everybody out there if someone likes you, they will make time. If 100%. they give you the I'm too busy uh, uh, saying, they're just not into you. There's a caveat to that. What's that? And the caveat is, it may not be the exact same amount of time, but that time is more valuable, right? Mm -hmm. I may not have four hours to sit my ass on the couch and watch a marathon with you, but I definitely have three 15 minute spans throughout the day to where I can give you oh. a call. Mm -hmm. And so it may be 15 here, 15 there, 15 there in comparison to four hours. And I feel that that 15 minute increments is 10 times more valuable, which we all do have. I just want to make that caveat like, yeah. Like she still, we still may not have four hours dedicated until we get to that level. Because like, like you had alluded to Tammy, like I dated you, I lost out on all this money. And now we broke up shit. You owe me 10 racks, homie. But I think that's the beauty of dating. You know, it's like, how can you know if you don't try? Um, I think that's worth the risk, you know, for forever. Oh, look at you with the little Hallmark. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Hallmark. I love it. Go ahead, girl. I love it. We love to hear it on here. <laughs> Talking to you, make sure you subscribe. Happy, but, yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was good. So do you feel that so you're saying you could take time away from work? You're, you're saying that you want the family life. In relationships, do you feel that you almost expedite certain processes and or certain steps? Honestly, I don't know. I haven't had a serious relationship since I was 19 and now I'm 25. I like, I don't know what that looks like for me in my adult life, you know? Were you in love at 19? I think I was in lust. I mean, you know, we're young and it's your first relationship. You think you're in love, but you're not really in love. It did like teach me a lot, a lot of life lessons. There was a point like he was 25 when I was 19. So like I made more money than him back then and he just couldn't handle it. I just remember like, he would make me like put my put money underneath the table at dinner. 
Um, so it made it look like he paid. Oh, yeah. oh, man. And I was like, so okay with it, you know? Cause like when you're young, you're just like, yeah, like so, if someone's gonna love me this much, like I, I don't care about anything. And I'm, I think that's, yeah. that just translates to the kind of lover and partner that I am in my adult life is that once you break down the wall, the thick walls that I have, like I'm all in, like there's not enough time, money or energy in the world. Like I could give you everything. Tammy, I think we're getting all the sappy side out of you. We I love know. It. Ew, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love to see it. Now, we talked about this earlier. I said I have no problems with my woman making more money than me. But if I'm 25 and she's 19 making more, I'm looking in that mirror what? so hard. What are you doing wrong? Yeah, bro? like I'm looking in that mirror so hard. <laughs> well, we all know now it's because he was a raging alcoholic. There yeah, that'll, that'll derail your, your monetary uh, gain for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, like for me, my wife is a hustler. Like, what do you guys feel about having a partner that isn't intimidated by your work ethic, but in fact, inspired by it? You know what I'm saying? Because like for me, my wife like makes me a better man. Like she makes me want to hustle that much more for my goals. You know what I'm saying? When I'm seeing her do all these things, I'm like, shit. I got, I got to get on my horse. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it just pushes me and I love yes. that. Like one of the, one of my favorite aspects of my wife is her ambition. So what about you? Like, is that something that you want in your life? Like, would you want somebody that works just as hard and as busy as, as much as you are? You Great know, question. I, people ask me this question all the time because I am a, a very alpha female and I, at a young age, I think I was working in a restaurant. One of the cooks told me, which I'll never forget. He was like, you don't need someone to complete your life. You need someone to help work, build an empire with you and get mm. inspired off each other where you could have these two amazing lives. When you're put together, you just have this kick-ass life where you're just killing at everything you do, you know? And I think the aspiration and inspiration from each other is what builds off of that and ping pongs off of each other to build that ultimate empire. And that's what I strive to have. Brian, I love that you say that about Rachel. Uh, I can only imagine being in a household because I look on Instagram and Rachel's just doing amazing. Shout out to her. She just I just saw her and Van Lathan on a billboard. I'm just so happy yep. for Big Sister. Uh, <laughs> can you talk about like y'all's relationship? You just moved across the country, right? I did. Um, you know, it, there's sometimes a stereotype like where the guy is always moving around and like the woman is just gonna follow him. But I was actually, it was opposite for us. I mean, I actually moved to California. I mean, granted, circumstances made that the way it was simply because she's in the entertainment business. Where else are you gonna do that besides LA? I mean, Miami just didn't have the market size uh, yeah. on a national level. So she had to be in LA. So she actually moved months prior and, you know, I had my practice established in Miami, but luckily I, I am able to practice anywhere I want. You know what I'm saying? I can go to any state, just get a license. So I was, whoa, I, I had more wiggle room. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like, I wanted this relationship to work. So, and obviously it has to work because when you're, you have to be in the same place. I mean, if you want to grow together and raise a family, which is what we wanted to do. So it was only natural that I moved to LA and I have no problem with it. I mean, who doesn't want to live in LA, right? Fair, fair. I think you need to give yourself more credit, bro. Mm -hmm. You are a doctor. You have your own practice, your own employees, your own building. Yeah. You sacrificed 
and moves your practice. It's not like you had a nine to five. Like you are an owner operator for those yeah. that don't know the terminology, right? You're an owner operator. You have to find what well, we've been talking about offline. You're looking for real estate right now. It's yeah. not like just looking for a job. You literally have to go purchase another building and or lease something out. Get employees again that you love and trust. Starting from scratch. Start <laughs> completely from scratch. So I need people out there to know that what you did and what your relationship, how it's grown was even more um, beautiful in the sense of the sacrifices that you took place in, right? And yeah. I know Rachel is elated for it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's just a testament to the strength of our relationship, right? Like the commitment level that two people have in each other where it's like, okay, if you got to pick up and go, I'll do my best or we'll figure it out. I'll go with you or vice versa. You know what I mean? And obviously going back to your scenario with your date, you know, she was moving around but you were like in the infancy stages of, you know, you just had just met her. You know what I'm saying? Like we're like we've been locking steps since after the show. Yeah. Right. Because I lived in Miami. She lived in Texas at the time. But we wanted to make the relationship work like that was the number one priority. And that is something that we stuck with the entire time. So when she I mean, was saying, I'm going to stay in Texas because I'm still that's where I'm licensed. That's where I'm barred in Texas to be a lawyer. Again, I can move anywhere. It's like, OK, I'll go to you. Yeah. But then she went, then she came to Miami, you know, a couple years later, she ended up coming to Miami for me. So, you know, it's all about sacrifice in a relationship. It's yeah. all about sacrifice. You want the relationship to work. There will be something that comes up mm-hmm. to where you must make a sacrifice in that relationship, yep. whether it's about uh, moving, whether it's about a money thing, whether it's about a situation with having a child, not being able to have a child, uh, sexual, there will always be some form of sacrifice. And through those moments, uh, strengthen the relationship or let you know that the relationship isn't for you. So I salute you, my brother. Appreciate uh, you, bro. Being Thank a good you. man out there. Uh, truly, I truly do. I remember, until what you were saying, Tammy, I remember one time I said, you know, on Facebook, like it'd be showing you, like you said this 10 years ago or whatever, or memory on this day, for those that still have Facebook, uh, <laughs> I said, I want my, my wife to be my biggest competition and my biggest cheerleader. Oh, um, I love that. You could do both. Right. And so when you guys were talking earlier, uh, Brian, about Rachel and Tammy, about these small dick energy guys, I think it's a beautiful thing. Like when I can sit down with my lady and she's like, yo, babe, I did this. And like I'm I'm supporting her. I've said it on, uh, you know, when you do the bios for the host of this show, it's one of the things it says on there about me is I'm happiest when my lady, if I'm dating my lady, accomplish something and it makes her cry, right? It was mm. that, that big of an accomplishment, right? And it'll make me feel good, extremely good as well because I'm there to support her. I could be her biggest cheerleader, but she just like turned it on for me to, to go out there and get mine as well. How do y'all yeah. feel about that? Getting motivated by someone else's achievements, I think is a huge thing. And that's a type of growth between friendships and relationships that is hard to overcome because yeah. it's so easy as human nature to be very competitive, you know? But I think having that dynamic in your relationship, that's when I think a moment for me where I know that this person is the one. That's like I, I think of it like this, like think about being teammates with Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Like, you know, LeBron and my MJ were gonna bring it every single night. Like they were, they pushed themselves, like they had standards that were above anybody else's standards for them, right? So it's like when you're teammates with them or when you're lock and step with your partner, 
and you see what they're doing, like that just yes. wants to, that you just want to raise your level Correct. in your game in this analogy, but your, your level of hustle, you know, you should, because you should. your person is doing that the same. You should, but you should. I, Cause you, again, going back to like, you should be individuals growing an empire together and yeah. still have your two own separate goals that help each other towards a ultimate goal. Like I think of this, if we're talking about sports, I was on the boys wrestling team in high school. And when you're, um, wrestling, it's just you, you know, you don't have your teammates to help you like dodge another person. But, um, if we all win and we're all cheering each other on for those exactly. goals, ultimately the whole team wins. Exactly. You know, yep. know? exactly. Amen. Tim, you brought up this when you were speaking just now, talk to me about your relationships that are just your friendships when it comes to your friendships and it comes to, uh, competition. Have you ever seen or been a part of losing friendships because of your success? Oh my gosh, all the time. And mm. I have, I came to a point where I have to realize that people are very secular and like, it's okay to lose friends because they were for a chapter of your life and now they no longer serve you or you no longer serve them. And it's very okay. But I've lost a lot of friends who I, I am the annoying friend. Like I will take your dreams and I will make them better and I will actually achieve them because that's the personality that I am. And they will just only talk about their, um, achievements, you know, and I'm not all talk, I'm all action. Mm. So the the few friends that I have now that are very, very close to me, I cherish so much because they understand that this is not a competition. Like we said before, in a friendship dynamic is yeah. we should be cheering each other on because we have two whole different lives, mm -hmm. you know, and it should not be a competition, you know, mm -hmm. even if we do have the same goal. Um, timing is everything and timing looks different in everyone. Tommy's I mean, speaking to that, like, oh, I forgot exactly how the saying goes, but it's like, show me your friends. And I'll tell you, like, I don't know, as far as like success, you know what I'm saying? Like you want to surround yeah, yourself you with other like-minded individuals yeah. who have the same goals and ambitions as you, because that's just going to bring you up. Right. But watch who is actually cheering for you when you actually hit those goals. Mm. That is true. Sometimes they won't cheer for you. That's right. <laughs> the closest ones won't cheer for you. That's, that's for sure. That's right. <laughs> right. Well, to my homies, y'all know who y'all are. I absolutely adore you. I got three homies that are like, I got other homies too, but the three of them, they know who they are. They will support me in my TV show viewing party. So just super happy to have those great people in my life. My true friends know that if I don't talk to you for a couple of weeks, it's just because like things are really crazy right now. But I will pick up and like I will make time for you. And I, I feel like a lot of people that I've encountered just think that I'm bragging or whatever I social, post on social media, like reflects what I am showing off, which I don't think I even show off that much online. What about your family? What is the family dynamic like when it comes to uh, the success and working hard? It's so weird because my family's so non-traditional. Um, That's good. We, we're very nonchalant and not very close, like in a, an emotional aspect. Um, I think they all know about all of each other's success, but we don't really speak on it. I guess I like I don't go tell my dad. And be like I just sold my biggest. Um, listing, you know, um, I don't think that's an important conversation to have with my Why? dad. Is it, is really? it more of, is it more of, it's understood what is understood it's understood to be said? That okay. we're all, it's just understood that we're all successful and we're all our, on our own journey. Okay. And so it's almost a form of respect. Like they, yeah. they, it's respect because they expect and you do. Yeah. Okay. That, that's exactly it. They expect and I, we actually do. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, this is what you're I, supposed to do essentially. Yeah. Okay. This is just be your best self and put what you want out there into the world. And that's what we all do. You know, I, I think I more talk to my little sisters about 
my quote unquote success, especially when it started kicking off like in my real estate career a couple years ago. And they're super happy for me. I mean, my little sister helped me organize all of my first open houses, you know, and she was 16 at the time. Like, it's just I love it. Yeah, I love that because I mean, your success, I mean, who knows, maybe she can dive into that career as well. And you guys could be you know, like family partners and, and just blow up together. I mean, that would be something great as well. Yeah, I'm a parental figure to my little sisters. And oh my gosh, it made me cry. Because like, again, we're not a very emotional family, but I remember her telling me, she goes, you are just the hardest working person that I know. It inspires me to do better mm. in everything. Mm. See, that's what friendships should be about. That's what uh, dynamic relationships should be about. You right. make, you inspire me, right? No matter what it is that you're doing, whether it's be a sister, a boyfriend that you're dating, a husband that you have, or me as a homie of yours, right? That's what it should be about. You inspire me. And for those individuals that have friends like you in their life or people like you in their life, they have to know just because they may take two weeks off from a conversation doesn't mean that they don't love you just as much. It's just that they're wired to go get theirs and to actually achieve it and not just say it. And I I think that all of us are going to hit the yes button for, oh, I want to do this, this and that but not all of us actually do it and sacrifice what we need to do to get it. Yeah, that's a lot of people. I think that was the main reason why I started traveling a lot too by myself around the world. Cause me and my ex used to talk about like, let's travel the world like together. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But I actually went and did the damn thing. And he was just all talk. I got my passport in the mail yesterday, my new one. I'm ready. (laughs) Where are you going, bro? I'm (laughs) having dinner in Barcelona. Trying to tell I have two questions, but in, in lieu of time, I'm gonna just ask this one. You said at 35, you want to be financially retired. And for those that don't know, retirement doesn't mean that you necessarily stop working. Retirement means that you are financially okay to never have to work again. Right. So, Tammy, for you, what are the things that you desire once you retire, desire to do? What does your life look like? Paint that picture for me 10 years from now. Oh, my gosh. What a tough question. Because I don't know if I, I know entirely. I think when I retire... I will, of course, want to travel. I want to spend time and like start a family. I want to be there for important um, things in my family's lives. How like, many kids, I work how, so- how many kids are we talking about? I want two, two kids. Two, okay. Um, She's yeah. a boy and a girl. She said, I a want boy, two. <laughs> a boy and a girl. Just knock um, it out. <laughs> yep. But like, I go back to just how I look at my sisters as being like my children almost is that I worked so hard and so much. I've had three jobs since I was 15. I was missing important moments like graduations, birthdays, mm. um, achievements, you know, and those are things that I will never get back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Talk about that family dynamic right there. Well, prior to that, the reason I asked about the retirement aspect is because my dad gave me some sound advice one time when I was young. He said, don't think about the job that you want. Think about the lifestyle that you want. That's right. Right. And for me, when I turn 35 in a few years, I'll be financially free, learn Spanish, Mandarin, Chinese, black belt, things of that nature, saxophone, stuff like that. And so that's what I have in the back of my head uh, so that I can keep going, that my mind continues to go. But you just were talking about, you know, you missing time with your your younger sisters. And I know that you love them dearly and they love you dearly and they look up to you. What was that family dynamic like growing up in your household uh, with your parents? Because you said you guys are non-traditional. Was there gender roles? Uh, I'm just trying to understand, like, what was that upbringing like? Ooh, I feel like I'm gonna start crying if I talk about this. I love my family, and we're at a point where I never thought we would get, but 
growing up, it was really tough. My, it was just the two of my younger sisters, myself, my mom, and then we found a long lost sister in 2006, halfway through it, just to throw it in the mix. And then my dad, who I never got along with, um, just like lots of tension, um, lots of anger. And I think they're like neglect is the reason why I work so hard. But I don't know. Now, now it's good. I think um, a lot of people could hold grudges against their parents for not being there for important parts of their life. But I use it as fuel and like I use that to fight for what I never want my life to look like because I've been there. I've been very low where I was sleeping on the ground with like rats and I didn't have anyone around me and I couldn't call anybody because I was just so alone. Um, but I use that, you know, as fuel and like, cause I will never, I knew what life I wanted to live and that was not going to be it. That was not going to be my story. So, oh my God, I hate talking about that. Cause I, I love my family. I do, but it was very tough. And I, and if they're listening, when they listen, uh, it resonates through your words that they yeah. know that they love you. Uh, you know that you love them and what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. That's you right. are one hell of a strong woman. That's for sure. <laughs> I think grudges are just a waste of energy and time and something that you can't change. I read something the other day. It's like someone who brings up your past is like robbing your old home. You no longer live there. So what was the point of that? You know, I can only look forward and try to build the relationships that I have now with my parents and my sisters and we're all good. You know, everything's put behind us. The hurt definitely was there, but you forgive for the people that you can't get rid of in your life. Hmm. Um, I could very much choose not to talk to them anymore, but what, what good would that do me? What good would that serve me? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. The beautiful thing about here at talking it out is that our listeners get the, they grow right with every guest that we have on and the things that you've just, the gems that you've just shared with us, Tammy is going to help someone else. So I really want you to know that. And we appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I feel like people just see like, she's so successful, must have been super privileged. It's like, that could not be far more different than what my actual story is. And I want people to know that people who are struggling, like there is a greater out there. Like I'm able to fly to LA for dinner because I worked so hard and I refuse to let defeat be my story. Let's finish off with this on a positive note. Wanna end with this. Do you have any advice for specifically women who may be looking to date, but they're just too busy in their careers? I'd say make time count because we all know people, women of business know that time is money and use, if you want a relationship with someone and start a family, then you need to set aside the time to do so. You can't expect it to just come to you and just adapt in your busy life. You do have to give sacrifices as well. And that in itself is the, probably the most costing, you know, but, and, and don't conform to, you know, the societal gender roles of, you know, the woman should be this way or the man should be that way. I think there needs, just like I said before, you should be two independent, strong people and you should use that to build an empire that would be such a beautiful life. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. that's a power couple right there. Power yeah. couple. That's what I aim to have. That's like oh, yeah. my ultimate goal. I mean, well, it, I don't think it's that hard. You, you look good. You're doing great things. Your head's on your shoulders. You, yeah. you show you're doing you're doing yeah. your part. You're now doing your it's part. just it's all about finding that uh that other. 
I'm just trying to find a guy who could keep up. And as my dating experience, as you guys know, isn't up to par. Speaking of that, could we possibly see you on Paradise? I don't know yet. Um, it's a maybe. It's a hard maybe. Hard maybe. But hard I feel maybe. like if, yeah, I think if my timing of my life is right for it, then I definitely am open to the option. And if in a perfect world you go to paradise, is there somebody in particular that you could want to see out on the beach? Oh, we, are we name dropping? <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. Hey, listen, we got to get some tea. You know, I'm, this might be an early call, but Aaron from Katie's season, if he if she doesn't end up with him. Is really cute. I feel like I'd be okay. very interested to see. I her. haven't even seen her guys. Yeah, I don't have no idea who that yeah, is. No, but... yeah, okay, okay. Guys, keep up. Come on, man. <laughs> Tammy, love having you on today's episode. You need to come yes. down to Austin again. Uh, we miss you out here. Thank you so much for coming on, Tammy. Thank you so much for having me. What a perfect like topic to talk about. Oh man, Mike, that interview with Tammy so insightful. I mean, she brought it today. What do you think? Million percent. I mean, from the tears that she shed about her vulnerability and honesty to how she is, how she slays at life and how yep. she how she's unapologetic with it. And she shouldn't have to apologize for it. And I adore Tammy even more. Absolutely. I just love, I just so love her for her. All you, all you guys out there, if you step to Tammy, I mean, you got to bring it. You got to bring it. You got to level up See that? because she is a, a boss woman. So with that God, being that said, should, before we get into that, that should be a turn on for guys like. I'm gonna just say it. That should be a turn on for guys. Like, I, if I don't know how it's not, don't really don't be intimidated. Be inspired. Yes. Okay. Be inspired to be better and to level up and match that energy because I like bragging about my woman. Like hell yeah. 1, Rachel's a woman that you. Rachel's a woman you could brag about. Tammy's a woman you could brag about. I'm not trying to have my woman behind me. I'm trying to have my woman beside me or in front of me. I want to be able to brag about my girl, right? So all the guys that don't want to brag about their girl, I'm gonna take your girl. <laughs> Mr. Steal your girl right here. <laughs> all right. With that being said, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Yes. And you know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow, message us on social at Talking Out BN. That's Talking Out B as a Bachelor in Nation on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, the Apple Podcast, the Wondery app. Oh, baby, what are you listening to right now? And don't forget, don't DM me no more unless you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.